1: If you dare. The
2: money. That's what I
1: always say. You always follow
3: yeah,
2: the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN. Another round of the playoffs coming up in GM Shuffle Podcast. A must listen for every football fan. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi goes off on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday. Oh, boy. Throughout the season, download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, why
3: waste time? Let's bring him on right now. There you go, Paul. You brought him up. Michael Lombardi does join the program right now to recap everything that took place in Super Wildcard Weekend. Michael, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you?
5: Oh, good morning to both of you. I mean, I am so we are all so blessed with these incredible, incredible decisions that are made by people in charge of billion, and I underscore that word, billion-dollar organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And you just you just got to shake your head sometimes and wonder, what is going on? I mean, and it was clear as can be this weekend.
3: Well, all things considered now, I mean, because it's very easy, and we, we did it certainly in the first hour. Like Staley, with the fact that the Chargers could possibly go out and get Sean it seems like it's a no-brainer to us. But, you know, again, like Spanos is the owner here. He notoriously has not, like, gone out of his way to spend a zillion dollars on the organization. Uh, do you think it's automatic? Is it absolutely going to happen that this team fires Brandon Staley?
5: I mean, I would think it's going to be hard to, to generate their fan base interest. They don't have a fan base in Los Angeles, as you guys know. Right. I mean, and I think, I think San Diego had a party when they lost that game. And so I, I, don't, I don't know if he has a choice. I think Staley fired himself. Oh, I don't think I think he fired himself. I mean, first of all, he fired himself with playing the players in a meaningless game in Denver. And then he fired himself with his decision-making. I mean, you know, what gets lost in all this is the fact that Staley is supposed to be a defensive guru, right? He's supposed to be some defensive. Oh my God. He's the greatest defensive coach since the history of football. And yet that's been the one consistent weakness of their football team since he's been there. I mean, since he's been there, they have not been very good. And you know they fired Gus Bradley when he was running it, and, and they kept thinking he was the problem. I mean, look, this team has not been good defensively. They can't, they can never stop the run, you know, since he was there. And so, like, I, I don't understand it. And then his every decision he makes, everyone he makes, he is wrong. I mean, he should really adopt the George Costanza program and just do. <laughs> he got,
2: yeah, not all, Not only does he the horrible decision week seventeen, right? Well, even if they won the game, Williams was likely out, too. And then the week up, he goes, Oh, he'll travel and we'll, you know rest over reps and everything. And then and then to top it off, you blow a 27-point lead and you're plus five in a turnover battle.
5: Yeah, and if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt because they missed a field goal, so say he was plus four in the turnover, that's a 90% chance of winning the yeah. game. I mean, he comes out in the second half, they throw it 25 times to eight brushes. But this has been the problem, right? So he, he's supposed to be called himself head coach. And you let the offensive coordinator – this is what happened to Sean Payton early in his career in New Orleans. It became so easy with Drew Brees to run wide stick, to, to run spacing, to get five yards whenever you needed it because the quarterback was so good. But when you got to play tough and you got to stick your nose in there and run the football, you know, they can't do it. I've been saying this all year about the Chargers. I mean, the decision to let Melvin Gordon go, I understand. I mean, you don't want to pay all that. But they needed a big back. They needed someone. They needed a Romando Stevenson to go along with Eklunds. Eckler is a auxiliary piece. He is kind of—he's the luxury addition to the car. He's the enhanced stereo system. He mm. makes it so much better, but he can't carry you. You can't feed him the ball all the time because you take away his effectiveness. It's the same thing with Melvin Ingram. Excuse me, with Alvin Kamara in New Orleans, you need you need another back. Mm-hmm. You need another back with him, and they never
2: did that. Yeah, it's it's one of these days. I just have to set you up and let you go. I mean, that's how it is. Uh, So, Mr. Former NFL Executive, what the hell? How can that happen in Miami? Before the fourth down play, the original play clock ran down to 14 seconds. The officials bumped it up to 25. Miami had 51 seconds to get the ball snapped and couldn't get it off in time. How does that happen over and over?
5: Well, I mean, he capped the whole game. But look, I think you got to go back here. Here, we always are taught this mythology, right? We're told that you know, Mike McDaniel is a genius underscore genius in the run game. He goes into Buffalo, and I tweeted this, and people are like, "Well, he kept the game close." He goes into Buffalo, a team that he ran for 188 yards on the last mm-hmm. time he went up there. They didn't change what they were doing with their front. They played. They played nickel. They did exactly this. He goes up there. He he, he puts the ball in Thompson's hands. 45 times. Yes. What do you think was going to happen? If I told you guys on if the fact that they were close was a miracle. I mean, let's be honest here. The defense got him 7 points, the special teams got him 3 points, right? It it, it is and so his game plan to go in there was like he didn't help the quarterback at all. He never gave the quarterback a chance. Never gave him a chance. And then this whole decision on fourth down and I didn't think it was a first down. Look, I mean, what is your job as a play caller? You're standing right there. I'm I'm you know, I'm sitting on my couch. I knew it wasn't a first down. You guys knew it. It wasn't a first down. Everybody knew it wasn't a first down, whether they said it was or wasn't. You saw he didn't get to the sticks. Like I don't. I mean, and then of course he blames somebody else, which is so, which is a popular thing to do.
2: Yeah. Well, what what happened in the Sunday night game on the final drive for Baltimore? How does how are you huddling with two timeouts and letting all that time? You you take over. There's three minutes left, and you got to throw a hail mary.
5: Well, I mean, let's go back to it. At 117 to go, they throw a pass for 11 yards, get a first down. The next time they snap the ball, the next time they snap the ball is 34 seconds. 34 seconds. So they burn. They basically burn, let's say they burn almost 50 seconds there. And the problem is, us as fans, nobody talks about it. But when you see you lose 50 seconds, that's how many plays did you lose. And if you divide six into 50, that kind of gives you a roundabout number of how many plays you allowed to go. They went to a huddle. They went to a huddle. I mean, he had yes. timeouts. If, if the kid couldn't do it, then call timeout. If he didn't know what to do, then call timeout. But they just let 50 seconds go when they needed every play. I mean, it was the worst two-minute drill. I tweeted this out. It looked like Army and Navy trying to throw the ball. I mean, it was horrible. It was bizarre. And they deserved to lose. I mean, you let all that time get off the clock. And then, not only then, to make matters worse – they put them under center, and they run a they run an inside zone play, which bounces outside and naturally gets called for holding. They're holding. Like, why would you run that play? Yes. Why would you run that play down there? Like, what yep. made you think that was a good idea, to run a, a down-and-distance play in a two-minute drill? And when they, didn't, when they reacted to it, I mean, that's as bad as it gets. But this is Baltimore's offense all year. They have no passing game. I mean, look at all their passes. They were blown coverages. They were loose plays. They don't have a passing
3: game. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network, Uh, current VEASAN host, former longtime NFL executive Michael Lombardi, our guest. You had a brilliant idea during the break. And if you explain this, why this would be so great for like uh, networks that are actually airing games to show this, to have a counter next to the actual play clock. uh, And what you just said, like every six seconds, you're missing another play. So explain what your idea would be here.
5: Well, I think it happens on both sides. So, okay, so when we get late in the game, when you go into the game, like let's take Buffalo's Buffalo game with Miami. When Buffalo got the ball back, there should be a graphic next to the clock so the fans know how many first downs Buffalo would have to get to win the game. And then if you have the ball in the two-minute drill, there should be a graphic saying how many plays anticipated getting off. I mean, they can't wait to show us the, the win probability, which is never right. They can't wait to show us that. So why not show us how many plays are left in the game? And once you know how many plays are left in the game, you kind of have a sense. So when John Harbaugh allows the play clock to go from 117 to 36, and us as fans are sitting at home and watching the plays disappear from 15 down to five, wait a minute, that was a huge mistake right there. You see it it visually. You see it visually. That's the most important thing about how many plays are left in the game. It's like at the end of the game, they should come on and tell you how many first downs you need to win the game how many first downs you have to. And and if you don't do that, it becomes the fans don't get a
3: sense of how important each second is. I love it. I think it's a brilliant idea. So do you you think that Harbaugh and the clock management was worse than Kirk Cousins on fourth and eight checking it down yesterday?
5: Nah, you know, I mean, but yeah, that was worse because Harbaugh's a, a good coach and he's a good game manager and you would think that would have been more prepared. I mean, we know Cousins is going to get rid of the ball. The problem was Bradbury was hurt the whole game. He played. He was on the injury report. I didn't think he was going to play. And Lawrence just kept pushing him back in the pocket. And as we know, quarterbacks hate anybody in their way. And Kirk was going to get rid of that ball. Kirk's the most unaware quarterback of all time based on the situation. I mean, can you imagine throwing that check down? You're you're, you're making $45 million a year, and you throw the ball there. I mean, that's good in May when we're in seven-on-sevens. You can throw it there. Okay, great. No problem, Kirk. I mean, take your reads we got to make a play here. Yep. Like, Here's what I said, and I wrote about this for Visa. Your best players have to play their best for you to win. And obviously that's one thing Cousins has never done in critical games under pressure. Well
2: said. Who do you like tonight?
5: I like Dallas. I've been on Dallas all week. Okay. I think Dallas is, I think they're in the perfect place, right? I know they're the favorite, but everybody's talking about Brady. They have the much better team. They're the better team. And if they come out and if my man Keller Moore doesn't go into his basement in Des Moines and start playing Madden over there, we got a chance. But you know, but don't rule that out because nobody can play Madden. I mean, this is the all-time Madden champion now, Keller Moore. He could care less about the game. He could care less about the game. That's the thing about Mike McDaniel nobody talks about. Mike McDaniel plays worst complimentary football of any play caller I've ever seen. And today, he'll probably fire Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator, not probably. He will. No. And once he does that, it'll be all his fault. When he never did anything to enhance the defense, stay off the field.
3: Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Catch the Lombardi line yeah. weekdays at uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here on Visa. Michael, great catching up.
2: Thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys. Great job. Get talk to him for an hour. One of those days, you got to watch the Lombardi line. If, oh. if every instinct you have is wrong, <laughs> well, the opposite would have to be right. Great job, Michael. Yeah. Costanza. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> how about that play? They they run the, now I know it's a third string quarterback, but it's fourth and eight. He goes for it. He runs he checks it down. The Bills blow the tackle. But I mean that play they should have stuffed well, I mean, that. They
3: were midfield, he went for it. Thompson was not helped out by his receivers yesterday. No, absolutely. I mean it felt like but, I was but, watching Ma- Michael's
2: right though. Run the ball. Throwing
3: it forty five times. Yeah, and he only completed eighteen passes, by the way. Right. A lot but, of drops. But, but how many of those
2: were drops? Well, why are you throwing the ball third and nineteen backed up to The interception? What are you doing? Yeah. Run a draw and get punt. All right, we'll get into the
3: Cowboys-Buccaneers coming up next. The difference between Dallas on turf and grass sticks out like a sore thumb. We will tell you the numbers coming up next.
5: Follow the money
2: on VSEN. Looking for an edge tonight? Monday Night Football. VSEN experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Intro offer only $9.99. Pro subscribers get access to the recap of the top place by every host and guest. The betting splits, the deep dive betting reports, the betting guides, limited time offer, 999. Sign up now, become part of the family. VC.com slash subscribe. We were talking about this during the break, a
3: reminder of uh, what could have been with the Chargers. Because Dable again was uh boy, what what a year for the Giants, right? And Danny oh. Danny Dimes looks spectacular. Remember, limber last year.
2: Remember late, remember what they were that garbage running with Judge? With that quarterback sneak? Oh, God, Paul. (laughs) Back-to-back plays? It was disgusting. Want to give the punter a room, he said. Yeah, sure.
3: Back-to-back plays. Quarterback sneak from their own end zone, pretty much. The Chargers, when they were interviewing new head coaches two years ago, it was down to Staley and Dable. The Chargers, of course, elected to go Brandon Staley. Dable remained in Buffalo. So when he was available to take the Giants job, he said yes to that. I mean, the Chargers could have had this guy. It's not the only team. I mean, I'm sure several teams going back would like to have it over. That interviewed Brian Dable about their head coaching spot, right?
2: There were a lot of big names that they uh, passed on over to take Anthony Lynn, too. That was another one. Sean McDermott, there's another one. Yep. Yep, My God. Oh, you found it. Excellent. Yep. They spoke to Andy Reid before hiring Mike McCoy. They spoke to Sean McDermott before hiring Anthony Lynn. They spoke with Brian Dable before hiring Brandon Stanley. Oh, my God. That's from a... a, Yeah, that's that's
3: why they're probably not going to get this right.
2: Yeah. You know, I won't be
3: surprised. As for tonight's game, um, I know going back one week ago today, I was betting the Buccaneers plus three, minus 120, and I said late last week, I kind of changed my mind on this game. I do have them open-ended now on teasers tonight as well. Yeah. I need a close game, but the closer we got to the actual game time, the more I started to drift towards the, the Cowboys. Like Michael said, I mean, on paper... The Cowboys are a much better football team. They just are. Like, almost all the numbers point in that direction. Better. I don't know about much
2: better. It's been an ugly close to the season, let's be honest.
3: Yeah, but in totality. I mean, it was a a horrendous season for the Buccaneers.
2: Okay. Uh, Dallas should have lost at home to Houston. They lost to Jacksonville and gave up 40 points, blew a big lead. They struggled to put away Tennessee with a guy that Tennessee just signed off the street to play quarterback. And that listless garbage. Uh, week 18 against Washington lost by 20 in that game. What do you well? Does, does Dak throw a pick? He's a dollar 80 to throw an interception again. This has never happened before. The guy missed five plus games and led the league in interceptions, and he's thrown an interception seven games in a row. Yeah, he is 0 4 ATS career in the playoffs. We know the last time they haven't won a road playoff game since January 17th, 1993. Oh, by the way, the goats, a home dog in the playoffs, so I think the first time ever. I mean, everything's lining up here where it's like, oh, not so fast. I'm not leaving. Don't count me out. I'm not leaving this this soon. But also the defense. What has happened to this defense? Do they make Brady uncomfortable? Right. Do they get pressure on Brady? And does Dak take care of the ball? That's, let's just start there with what will determine the outcome. Well, that's easier said than done because the Buccaneers, the thing with
3: Tom Brady is going back pretty much yeah. his entire career, they have found a way somehow, some way, like Belichick all those years, This year with Tampa Bay, even though they had a bunch of uh, offensive linemen injured, they always find a way to protect Brady. I mean, think back to that uh, AFC title game when the Broncos had that incredible defense. Patriots almost won that game, and he got hit like 20 times. The Von Miller-led defense. That was an all-time performance by the Broncos that day, and they needed every inch of it to beat Brady. And that's how you got him. The Giants in the Super Bowl in 07. They put pressure with the front four on Tom Brady. There is this aspect now. I know that it's been a big talking point For a good week, the Cowboys on grass compared to the Cowboys on turf, 11-1 on turf this year. Now, their overall numbers, uh, from the defensive standpoint, Paulie, on turf, EPA per play allowed. That's expected points added, minus 0.149. Second best overall in the entire league on turf. On grass, they play it at Philly, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Washington. EPA per play allowed. -0.047 20th best. So on turf they're the second best defense EPA per play in the entire league on grass 20th. Now, it's it's a 12 game sample size compared to a 5 game sample size is there really much there? Huh. one and four overall with the record when they play on grass compared to 11 and 1 on turf again.
2: Yep, and and Michael just mentioned about his concerns about the coaching staff and Kellen Moore. I mean, I I know Pollard's the better guy. Uh, most people know Pollard should get more touches, but how, is, is a lot. Is it Zeke heavy? Is, did they mix in Pollard? I mean, Pollard should be the go-to guy here as well. But that—that's something else where I think they screw that up every single week. Look at these numbers and, and, here, Paul. and you know, this is—I I disagree. And I Jerry can can say what he wants, but I think McCarthy's coaching for his job too. If they lose this game, number one, there's Florial nailed it. You have the blown-out scenario but also could be worse if they lose in back-to-back years. It's a coaching boo-boo, and you, and you blow with like, what are you doing sliding early? There's not enough time to do that with what happened last year right. against San Francisco, but it's, I keep hearing about the talent and what they have, and they pay Dak so much money. I mean, if they lose again, one and done in the playoffs, if Sean Payton's out there again, it's, to me, it's an upgrade no matter what direction you would go to uh, moving on from McCarthy, but I think his job's on the line too. It should be. Yeah, here's the difference between Pollard and Elliott. Pollard averages 5.2 yards
3: per carry. Elliott, 3.8. That's 1.4 yards per per carry. Receiving, Pollard averages 9.5 yards per catch. Zeke doesn't catch the ball often. It's 5.4 yards, but he has 14 touchdowns, all of them basically at the one or two-yard line, right? 12 straight games. So that's been good, but overall, the more efficient and effective player clearly is Tony Pollard. I'll give you this on Tom Brady. When you go back and look at his overall numbers on the year, he only threw the ball 27 times in Week One. Think think about that for a second. Keep that number in mind. Yeah, he had fewer than 40 pass attempts two other games all year. I'm not including Week 18. Fewer than 40, only twice, and he had 27 in Week One. Brady had at least 27 completions in 11 other games. Brady's completions since December: 36, 34, 30, 32, and 34. His attempts since December, 54, 55, 44, 48, and 45. If you're looking to play Tom Brady props tonight, this is what I'm getting at. Leonard Fournette had 127 yards rushing in week one. He would not eclipse 70 yards again until their overtime win on Christmas Day. So week one was a, a you know a total fluke compared to the rest of the season for the Buccaneers.
2: Yeah, Dallas could not move the ball week one. Uh, Dak was uh, got banged up later in that game, but uh, that story has been the how bad the offense has been. You're right, the come, come from behind wins shouldn't have made the playoffs, but 25th in points per game. And I, I again I I don't think they'll have that success throwing it downfield to Evans like they did in that Carolina game. I thought it was a total fluke. So this offense has been broken the whole season, and this is a game Dallas should win. But how can you counter, how can you disrespect Brady and, and pick against him in a big game like this when he's so good all-time in the playoffs and no one's even close with his 30-plus playoff wins all-time? Right.
3: Now there is a bunch of talk, and we do. So here are the Brady props. 20-and-a-half yeah. completions. That's a huge number. Yeah. Uh, I like the attempts, actually, over 42-and-a-half. That's, uh, I mean, look at how juiced up they are, but I think it gets there again. Have not been effective running the football at all. And this guy goes out, out there. I just ran down the numbers. I mean, he he sails over forty two and a half like every single game. And if they fall behind, I'll forget the running game. Yeah. So we have a guest coming up in about 35 minutes, Michael Gelkin. He covers the Cowboys. I can't wait to ask him about the uh how the how the Cowboys are preparing for this game. He had a story about how they're expecting CD Lamb to get, you know, double teamed or extra attention. So who does that open up then? Michael Gallup says, bring it on. I can't wait if I have a one on one. Okay. Maybe there's an angle there. Gallup to go over, maybe Gallup to score any time touchdown. Schultz? Another guy. Sure. Okay. I th- I I can go to
2: war with, with Schultz. Okay. I like him. I think he's a good weapon. Could be Tom's last game in Probably is Tom's last game in Tampa too. Could well, could be, excuse me. Uh I, I think he moves on, but and then but this is this what, is a tough game. Which team This is a tough they, they a lot of both of these teams
3: have major holes. Yeah. Which team would you give a better chance to go to San Francisco and win? Dallas. Yeah, me too. No doubt. Yep. No doubt about it. I think it would be another rough day at the office
2: for Tom and the Buccaneers if they have to go play the 49ers. I didn't expect Brady to move the ball in that game. It's what happened defensively. That was alarming. But he put a 40 burger on him. Yeah. This offense is so hot right now with San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. The, but but the, the winner's in trouble though. It's. Whole, I mean, it was that. That's why you get the one or the two seed, though. But and I know ESPN fought hard for this game, but you're going travel cross country short week, even if you win this game. Yeah, true. It's set up beautifully for San Francisco.
3: Will uh, another game go over tonight? Five and zero so far in Super Wild Card weekend. I think it's a high number, forty five and a half.
2: The prop. We'll get to this coming up, but the prop is still. I mean, yeah, this this twenty points business. Well every team score 20 points and Baltimore just missed. Will every team score two touchdowns. That's another one. We're just you would think both teams can get the 20 points though. That shouldn't be well, a I'm problem. Not, I don't know. Really? I don't know. The
3: the I could I could easily see this game being 17-13 fourth quarter Buccaneers ball.
2: Really? Do they go down and win 20 to 17? Okay. I just I can't get there with how bad Dallas has been defensively. But, uh, but you, you know, also you I think you know, because does Dak finally take care of the ball though too? Which
3: I will. I will say this. I mean, I know it's one game. The Cowboys' offense was, I mean, ugly against Washington Terrible. in Week 18. Yeah, the offense was just disgusting. Yep. So we'll run down more of the wild card props that are, props that are still open, and this needs more attention. His playoff record as a dog's incredible.
0: is Follow the Money on VSEN.
2: Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 All postseason long. Guinness made of more. DraftKings.com for details. So the dogs are 4-1 ATS so far in this round. Based on the closing number, every game's gone over. That Cincinnati game open 44, bet down to 40 and falls 41. And uh, one more thing with tonight, Brady 2 and 16 ATS last 19, last 18 rather at yeah, night.
3: At night? Two and sixteen ATS running night games yeah. for Brady. Now, how about this? Here, here's what I need to happen on an open ended bet that I have. Okay. <sighs> I have the uh, prop of more than one and a half miss extra points. Now you're gonna tell me that every game. Oh went over the total so far, and I did not get a missed extra point until... If you told me that McPherson would miss an extra point and that every game would go over the total, I'd be smiling. I'd be telling you, if I would have put more money on it. I would say, of course I cashed that that prop by now. Yep. He was the first, of all those points, all those PAT attempts, he's the first guy to miss. So suddenly it's the best weekend ever for kickers? You got to be kidding me. Yep. Now I have to have an, a missed extra point in this game tonight.
2: Yep. I like that as well. Oh, God. Good job by Lawrence Tynes on the show Friday, too. Oh, he really nailed the Giants. Giants by, by seven. They have easy time of it. They they certainly did offensively. No doubt about it. How about some of these crazy props that are still alive? Hit me with them. And pending. And you, you can tweet in or email craziest uh, prop you've seen that you cashed or hit uh, that's been out there over this past weekend. So, uh, O-lineman, no touchdown yet. A non-quarterback to throw a touchdown. Quarterback receiving nothing yet. But... Will every team score two touchdowns? That's alive. I can't believe that. Thirty to one. And remember, will every team score at least twenty points? That was hundred to one. The Huntley garbage Air Jordan from the two yard line. Yep. I mean that that's in play too. Well, even at the end of the game, sure. That That, that too,
3: right? You, Paul, you were running down all these props on Friday, and I just, I was Matumbo. I'm like, get out of here with that. Yep. You're not going to every team to score 20 points. No chance. Come on, what are we doing here? Well, every, will
2: there be points in every quarter? That's alive. Plus 450. Will, will every team have a touchdown and a field goal? 20 to one. That's alive. Will every team have a field goal and a passing touchdown? Nine to one. That's alive. So. Until that Baltimore game, and you, you look good after. Uh, well, that's the other thing. You, you you punch in a touchdown there before halftime. It's fourteen to nine instead of ten to nine. The play calling there was atrocious. I would agree. What they were running, but you're you're thinking you, you're live here to this game tonight. One hundred and one ticket. So
3: I remember openly laughing at you on Friday when you said every team to score a touchdown in a field goal at least. Yeah. There was another one um,
2: that would have been in play. Uh every team to have a rushing touchdown, it was I think it was passing, rushing, and field, it was convoluted. Anyways, the only team that hadn't done it so far would have been Jacksonville. They didn't have a rushing touchdown. Lawrence, all four touchdowns were through the air. Yeah, yeah. So that thing that oh thing my. was in play. That was another astronomical payout. For every team There was something yeah. Crazy something And that's the only team so far where without a rushing touchdown oh is my.
3: Jacksonville what? in these games. Sure. I wouldn't even consider betting some of these props. Yeah. But look at that, uh, a wild weekend, every game goes over and it's open. I'll give you this on, uh, were you aware of Jacksonville here in their last five games? I saw a great tweet on this from uh, Matt Hayes, who covers college football. Last five Jags games at home, they've been down a combined 70 points. they won all five games. Oh my God. Cardiac that's, kids. That's the last five at home. And there's more yeah. on this now. Doug Peterson's playoff wins. If you go back and look at the history here. 2017 divisional round against the Falcons, two and a half point underdog. That was Nick Foles. They won the game 15-10. 2017 conference title game. The Vikings were favored in that game.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. On the road against. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nick oh, yeah, they yeah, had the dog masks out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Off the, uh, there's another one, by the way, off the Minneapolis Miracle. Now, there, yes, that's what I thought the, of earlier when these you brought teams, that up. These teams who have these epic comebacks usually fall flat the next week.
3: And the Vikings went down the field. They right. scored a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph, and then that was it for the rest of the game. It was. Peterson, Super Bowl, plus four and a half against the Patriots. They won it outright. The next year in the wild card game against the Bears, plus six and a half. Won that game outright 16-15. <laughs> 2018 divisional round against the Saints. They were somehow alive and kicking in that game against the Saints. Yeah, they had a 14-point four, lead. Yeah, plus eight, lost 24-14. The next year in the wild card against the Seahawks, plus one and a half, they lost 17-9. And then this year against uh, the Chargers, plus two and a half, they won 31-30. So every single win in the playoffs during his career, they've been an underdog.
2: That's outrageous. That is it's astonishing, absolutely. So here is
3: Th- Doug Peterson, quickly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asked what it says about the team that they never flinched. I mean, it's
2: everything. You know, it's, it's just what I told him at halftime. You know, it's kind of like our season, you know, and, and um, you know, we've put ourselves in a hole at times, and then we've, we've worked ourselves out of it at times. And, and uh, just to have uh, the resiliency and the, and the fight and the desire and the, um, the ability to continue to play. You know, because it could have easily gone the other way, right? Um, and and that's what I'm so proud of these guys for. Um, everything's on the line, and uh, you know they go out and get the job done. He was he was fine at halftime. He's like, well, we just got to keep chipping away, keep keep yeah, uh, keep grinding. And he, I, I'm like, what? What does he know the score? But he was right. And you got to give full marks to Lawrence too. Again, to to do that in a half. And go back to back interceptions to start, and you come out, and you're still slinging it, and you bring the guys back. Yep. I mean, that that was again since November, he had only he had a 14 to two touchdown int ratio, and it was second in completion percentage and third in passer rating. Well, how many it, guys that keeps turning the ball over? Yeah, but, how, how, like how many
3: guys in history can go for 288 yards, four touchdowns, and four ints in the yeah. same game? And I come liked back? your tweet. Like back, I'm like who? Uh, Going back in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, name me a quarterback from the uh, 80s, early 90s who would have that stat line. Uh, Unbelievable submission. Most people said Jeff George or Brett Favre. That would make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Either one of those guys, right? Especially Favre, yeah. Yeah, Favre, no doubt. So if we have good weather in KC, I know that the first game was not exactly like uh, super high scoring. Are we going to get a lot of stops? Chiefs-Jags game?
2: The first game, yeah, the first game was surprisingly kind of low scoring. How it played out, but that wasn't Lawrence wasn't playing at a high level at that point, and he said he he credited the London loss in Denver when he turned his season around too. Uh, But Kansas City was sloppy with that ball as well. But that was Kansas City does a they play better at home defensively as well. Yeah, and I really like what I watched in the last game against the Raiders too, from a pass rush standpoint and what Jones was able to do. Yeah. I mean, that was beautiful. Remember, that? I know you say first game and no film, but he did march up and down the field on uh, San Francisco the prior week. So, he did. So, good job by Kansas City. But I do think that's a lot of points.
3: I, I i will say this. I mean, for the overall game plan, and I know Lawrence, again, was awesome in the second half, and they absolutely have weapons for him to throw the ball to. I think the game plan is going to have to be something similar to what Baltimore did last night. Yeah, keep them off the field. You, keep the, you play, right. keep away from Patrick Mahomes. And if you can... Get Etienne going, who was awesome again last night, or t- on Saturday. And uh, you, if you can go on some of these sustained drives, melting clock, you don't want to – you can't really have expectations to go to KC and outscore Mahomes and the Chiefs and win, like, another 31-30 game.
2: Mm-hmm. The end-around play was beautiful on fourth down. Awesome. Totally caught the Chargers off guard. They were expecting the quarterback sneak push.
3: Uh, the, the, you, the, the three guys in the backfield? Yes. It was Etienne. It was awesome. By the way – he did the same thing in week three when they played. And it was Doug Peterson, he did the, basically the same thing in a different formation of Brandon Staley where they isolated a play on fourth down and they set it up to the only player who could make a play for the Chargers was Samuel on fourth down for the stop. And it was just, he did it, he did it twice with two different looks against Staley and completely killed him. So, now that was... uh. That was a great job by that dude. And for for Lawrence to keep his composure, sure. In
2: the second half Whoa. and
3: not get rattled.
2: The Jake Delhomme game, the Ty Detmer performance. People were tweeting that out immediately. Yeah. Detmer threw 7 picks in a game once. It's like, "Well, this guy's capable of anything." I gave up on the game. In the in the third quarter, I'm like, "That's it. That they're not coming back." Oh, really? And then between the and then the between Dungy and Michaels, it kind of felt like a week 4 game. No, not into it at all. It's like, wake these guys
3: up. I had the volume on the game, but I wasn't even paying attention to the broadcast. And I I saw later on that people were just killing
2: him. I'm like, okay. Well, the final call. I mean, the the guy's a legend. But to go out like that, it's like he makes like 10, 15 million a year. And the game winner, it's up. It's good. Flag on to play. It's on the defense. We'll see you. The best thing about it, Trevor Lawrence was celebrating by going to
3: Waffle House later on. Yes. A packed Waffle House. There's Trevor Lawrence waiting in line.
2: Yeah. Come on. Yeah. There you we, go. we need one of those
3: out here in Los Vegas. He is. Look at that. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want to go get a bite to eat. I need to go. I have a big time hankering for Waffle House. Let's go. Come on. All right. Let's follow the money here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. A lot to go over still from uh, the weekend and what we have coming up in the divisional round. It never hurts to take a peek at Super Bowl MVP odds. We'll discuss that coming up here and follow the money. It's v the sports betting network.
1: To string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: This is Follow the Money on VCN. All right, we're heating up, getting ready for the divisional round, Monday Night Football. Bet Rivers, your go-to book. Division Round Parlay Insurance coming up this weekend. Playoff first touchdown insurance. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get on all the action at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. I'll remind you last year how the season ended. Starting the divisional round and the conference title games and then the Super Bowl. Three, 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 six, three. Three, excuse me, four, four in the Super Bowl. Those are how the games ended: three point game, three point game, three point game. Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime by six. Three point game, and then the Super Bowl.
3: Is that still? Is it the best game you ever watched,
2: or just the best finish? Uh, Maybe the second half was nuts. I remember the the,
3: the fourth quarter was just yeah. The back and and, and 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 by the the way, that, that was the Sunday night game last year. Good luck falling asleep after that one. I wanted to watch it again the entire night. Yeah. Just like are you did that really happen?
2: Well, fingers crossed, but that's the that's the game people want to see again. Then you have the neutral field. I think we're going to get into it. what Bill yeah. I think we're getting Bill's Chiefs. Right. I mean, I I have loved
3: this Bengals team all year long. I'll say it again. Dude, if they have three offensive linemen out, they're going Burrow's not going to get much protection. You saw it last night again. They could not keep it felt like the Ravens were getting somebody on uh, Burrow every single time he dropped back to pass. All right. I and would- you can't trust the Bengals to run the football at
2: all. Yep. But the Bills had a pretty good pass rush and put heat on Thompson. But the Bills looked pathetic after the first quarter. I know. Pathetic. And again, Josh Allen continues to turn the ball over. And he's sloppy with the ball. I have my concerns about the Bills for sure. Yeah.
3: I, I really do. Do I- they? Okay, put it this way. People still have them power rated as the best team in the NFL. I, I'm not so sure about that. I know it's all based on numbers. I can't go. Over I, 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 I don't. I mean, they're they're good. They're very good. But
2: oh, man, they have problems. There's been something wrong since Thanksgiving, and it, even going back to I even say that Jet game, the Jets game, the second, the first Jets game that they lost and Allen got hurt. They haven't looked the same, and then they had to the move the game. Play in Detroit, you survive against the Lions at, uh, on the on the road. Uh-huh. Now you've won nine in a row, but it hasn't been pretty. But it's just the you can't beat yourself. You can't make silly mistakes, and they're doing that every week. And it starts with Allen, which his numbers his numbers are phenomenal in the playoffs. He's also four zero at home in the playoffs, and zero and three on the road. But it, they got a lot of help. They got a lot of help, and they had to hang on for dear life to beat a third-string quarterback. And as Peter King wrote today, it looked like everyone on Miami got the playbook before the game. I mean, they can't get the play in. Fourth yeah. and one becomes fourth and sixth. They're out of timeouts. and That's a good line. It, they have to do a better job, and that's that should have been an easy win. Easy. Yeah. And it's now,
3: 17-0. You almost lose. That said, I mean, when you look at the updated odds right now to win the Super Bowl MVP. Uh-huh. Josh Allen is currently sitting at 6-1. to one. He's the second shot on the board behind Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what are the bills to win the Super Bowl? 5-1? to one? Plus 450? There's three, plus 350 at some spots? Okay. Okay, so if the bills make it to the Super Bowl, oh. what does Josh Allen turn into at that point to win the right. MVP? He's well, even yeah.
2: money? Minus 120? Yeah, it's a good discussion, though. It's like, well, what has to happen for the team to win and the quarterback doesn't get it? You had it last year with Cup, right? Yeah. But if the quarterback, if a wide receiver goes off, they're usually going to say, well, I credit the quarterback. Because if a wide receiver goes off, the quarterback's usually going to have great numbers. Yeah, it happens so, so
3: often. I mean, the last year was the exception to the rule. Right. I mean, it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback almost he, every single
2: year. Right, even Brady, uh, Brady, James White. What James White did against Atlanta. Agreed. It went with Brady. And then, uh, did he get it with, with the Atlanta? Ad, Adla- yeah, that was Atlanta, right, too. And then uh, people Edelman were making the case you, for... He? That well, the Rams game. Who do you give it to? That yeah. was that thing. That thing's three three in the fourth quarter. You know, but. James White the week of the week of
3: the game at the Westgate. James White was two hundred to one. Sure, he was awesome in that game. Yeah, he, so uh, look look at uh, the Chiefs right now with Mahomes. The Chiefs are in the plus three ten territory to win the whole thing. Mahomes is plus three fifty. Well, even if we get KC and Philly for example, Mahomes is going to be the he'll be the odds on favorite to win the MVP. So maybe rather than looking at the Chiefs to win the whole thing right now, you take a take a shot with Mahomes to be the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. I think Allen at 6-1 to one is a, a solid bet, even though we I, we just got done poo-pooing on the bills, you know? <laughs> Look at Brock Purdy at plus 750. Oh, can he do this? He's the fourth shot on the board. I know people were doing this last week, and I don't blame them. Unfortunately, this market's unavailable in Las Vegas, so I'm a little chapped over that. So we didn't really talk about it last week. How about some of the 49ers skilled players? Would you like a slice at uh, George Kittle in the 150 to 1 range? Yeah. Or Ayuk. at 100 Debo? Yeah. Debo's now
2: 30 to that, 1. That's the guy though. D- either Debo or McCaffrey because it's it's rushing and receiving. Uh, that's the guy who could have a combined one. De- Debo went over his rushing yards prop on his first carry. <laughs> God, they're lethal. Yeah. Yeah, but the dump off. All right, 75 75 yards. yards. Awesome. Yep. Here you go. They are- Boom. Sure, and that's where maybe Purdy won't get the credit. It's like, wow, come on. You have so much talent around you. You're just managing the game. Yeah. And there's,
3: I just... Well, look, so on that team, would you rather have Purdy plus 750
2: or McCaffrey 14-1? I want McCaffrey. He can do it all. Sure. He, might. Mean, he, Hell, he, he, he might he might throw one. That He could do that too. He's your leader right now with that prop for most uh, rushing yards. He did it in the first game. It's still held up so far. Yeah. Uh, with the long run, bad job by him though. He looking at, he got caught looking at the jumbotron. Guys chasing you, come on, make a move, right? It's like it's kind of like the Bengals game, the Hubbard touchdown. Turn around and block the I guy. Know. Don't just keep running. I, I, Andrews I, is gating on him. Turn around and shove him down. I do think
3: though, put yourself in the player's shoes. Do you think they can see where the guy is when they look
2: at the jump? He re- missed him. He re- rather was rather still looking go, back. Yeah, no, objects might be closer than they appear. Uh-huh. No, he got caught. He looks. He's looking up. He's oh, the guy's right there. Uh. The, uh, Make a move stiff Army would have housed it
3: another one Travis Kelsey's 25 to one
2: See, it, if, I know that's tough though what he's got to have
3: a, a Buck 80 and two scores though. yeah and then that's right it's like last year was it's I don't know I also thought Aaron Donald had a great shot, shot to win it last year too that cost me a
2: bunch of money your level of confidence with the Chuck and the home teams on on the, this weekend well, I'm pretty high on it's, the Eagles this, this is usually remember usually someone usually bleeps the bet here oh
3: it spills it up yeah for so sure there's
2: always that this Second-round stink bomb. We're getting feedback
3: right now on Twitter, uh, at v Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, Paulie Howard. A bunch of people today making the case
2: Jacksonville's getting too many points. Well, I could see and that. You said it earlier today, well, yeah. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, they have been, They've been until the first half, they were hot offensively. Yeah, I mean, they still it, have scored 30 points. If the, well, So, just to win the game, yeah, I like the Eagles quite a
3: bit, just to win the game, Eagles, um, along with the Chiefs, I think that could be a really good two-team teaser if the Eagles get the seven-and-a-half points here. I need to find out more about the health of the uh, Bengals' offensive line. Because mm-hmm. if that's going to be a third player down from last night's uh, win, then I don't love their chances against Buffalo. But And then I, regardless of which team wins tonight, I mean, the 49ers are just a machine right now.
2: You know? Have to be favored in Philly. Have to be. Uh, Bargain an injury. P- p- this minute, yeah, I would playing. say they're favored I, I, I give them a break, all right? It was a bad first half defensively but they they got the big fumble uh in the red zone and then they they contained him in the second half. So, good job. Who do you think's playing for the Super Bowl right now? That's I, a, I,
3: we each bet Bengals 49ers uh before the playoffs started.
2: Yeah, the exacto. Yeah, the on the exact. yeah. Tough. I, I, yeah. Ch- Chiefs 49ers rematch? I'm on board. I'm on. that's, if we don't get, imagine the scenarios, if we don't get an upset, oh, boy, do we win as football fans. Yeah, we do. Eagles, Bills, the fans would take over Glendale, it'd be a madhouse. Bills, anybody, can they exercise the demons? Chiefs, Niners is sexy. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, not, I mean, look at the possible but, matchups. Here. Uh, if, if that's Championship Sunday, where we get Bills, Chiefs, neutral, and then
3: Niners at Eagles, that's just as good as it gets. Yep. But it, it also, like you said, I mean, something usually happens this round where it's like, oh, too good to be true.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, uh, the, the year that uh, the Giants beat the Patriots, when the Patriots were 18 0, the NFC playoffs, that year the, the Cowboys were awesome and the Packers were great. And we were looking at a Packers Cowboys NFC title game in Dallas, which would have been Favre versus Romo. And the ratings would have just been yep. all time good. But the, the
2: Giants. Beat both of them. Yep. I hear you. I know. Let's see if they can pull it off again with the late game Saturday. People are already saying it's 07 uh 2011 all over again. Yeah. So the pro tip, what we were just talking about right now, if you think a team
3: can win the Super Bowl, you can currently get better number or numbers on a player from that team to win the MVP. We just ran down plenty of examples. If you like the Chiefs, well, Mahomes is plus 350. Super Bowl odds for the Chiefs around plus 310. Josh Allen? Six to one to win the Super Bowl MVP. Bills are plus three fifty. Maybe there's a four to one out there as well. That's the angle that you might want to take at this point. Up next, we will get into the Monday night football game that we have to cap off the weekend. Michael Gelkin covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. The Cowboys are eleven and one on turf, one and four on grass this season. Does it mean anything tonight? We'll ask him next here on Follow the Money V the Sports Betting Network.